Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John. We've got six great new episodes to talk about. Uh, just so you know, we're recording this during the Great Odyssey Wiki outage of 2023, so I'm relying on the Wayback Machine. So if anything here is not accurate, that's why. Is the Odyssey Wiki out of order? I guess for the last couple of days, something's been going on, so they keep sending you to the Internet Archive. Uh, the screenshots were taken in 2021, so, you know, hopefully everything's okay. <laughs> oh, no, any, any hot new leak, any hot new... Um trivia that dropped won't be there one bad apple tom riley investigates what could be causing people to become sick from eating his apples uh it's i mean intra i feel like it's interesting in terms of like um having an environmental odyssey episode kind of well i think it's an environmental episode we can all kind of get behind yeah i mean Especially because I don't think Odyssey would necessarily make an episode so... I mean, right, it's specifically about, like, pollution. And so you can get into stuff with, like, stewardship or what have you. But it is kind of like... um, I don't know if they would necessarily do an environmentally episode. Even like this, because I think then you get into, like, environmental controversy. Whether... I, I don't think there should be, but... I, I would think there'd be some concern. I don't disagree. Um, so a few fun notes. You know, Wit supported local businesses before it was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yes. Um, but again, this is another interesting dive into Wit's End menu. That they oh, serve yeah. fruit sundaes, caramel-covered apples, and apple turnovers. Yeah, I mean... more More notably... The implication that the apples in the turnover came from Tom Riley's farm implies Wit is making those himself. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I feel like what happened was in the beginning, they were kind of like Wit's End was like almost a little more restauranty, like dinery. Yes. And then as time went on, even like some of the original artwork kind of makes it, I mean, it's like a house, but like how they talk about some things occasionally like makes you think like, what's the vibe of this and then it's like as it gets on it's very much like it's ice cream yeah pretty much like it's the pizzas will come up as a joke right because they're like well people will remember the pizzas but yeah also it's fun to call back to the pilot but speaking of wits and food if you would like to fund us going or anyone on the pot anyone at focus is listening if you would like to fund a trip out to colorado springs so we can Stop. eat everything on the wits end menu and beat keith to it that would be great beat who the guy on the Try Guys who eats everything at a restaurant. Oh, I had to okay. look up his name for that bit. So. Okay. I'm like, are you like 
Is this some rival Odyssey podcast person I don't know about? I don't think so. Um, we've been there before, and I mean, the food tasted good. I mean, I don't, you know, it's ice. It's, I mean, that's the thing. It's ice cream. I will say, I do think there was a party episode in the in the copyright Wooten episode. Maybe I'm wrong that it's just ice cream because I feel like they imply there was like pizza at that party, but maybe I'm completely well, here, wrong. But well, they could have ordered the pizza. Yeah, I always feel like when they talk, unless they specifically say, "Oh yeah, we made the pizzas," or like, "Oh yeah, like we can make you some fresh pizza." I always kind of assume they order it because it's like personal pizzas. So I can't imagine this copy machine, assuming that's what they're still using, has the ability to crank out this many pies for like a whole party. This is true. Maybe that's the, what their AI episode will be about. Oh. The copy machine finally breaks. Oh and no! Witt, and Wit has to go. Oh, cop pizza copy machine callback would be very funny. Like in yeah. terms of like it finally broke after and what? It, like it'd be funny if they dropped the actual time the show's been going. But I would assume, but just like it, we've had it for like a decade or something. That's probably what they would do. Yeah. So. Anyway, back to the episode. So I, I do like this episode. Listening to it again, I always thought it was a little weird the writers so willingly put Kurt in danger. And although I still agree with that, I did find this tidbit. So apparently, Kurt's part in the episode was originally written for Bernard, but Dave Mann was not available to record. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense, because it feels like this should be kind of more of an adult adventure. Yeah. Like, was Katie Lee not available? Yeah, I agree. Oh, okay, can I can I make one point? Because I forgot that this was in this episode that yes. I'm kind of upset about. I mean, the end where, like, the Edgebiter guys, like, everyone's so quick to point their finger at big businesses about the environment. <laughs> that is such a, like, uh, 90s environmental viewpoint. <laughs> That it's like, well, sure, big businesses pollute, but are you recycling? And it's like, yes, you should recycle, but also it is a different level. Right. Yes, exactly. Now, that could just be in the time between this episode coming out and now we've learned that big businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that's Odyssey being like we got to like help the big businesses. I think that was the popular argument in like the 90s i feel like probably because the big businesses were pushing that argument right 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 um it would be curious what like if they would still mention that today if but again i don't think they would necessarily i i would like them to do an environmental episode about like environmental stewardship so you could claim that the cleaning the garbage on the side of the road is trying to have like a little environmental message to it. Yeah, but, but that to me was more. We're talking about the recent club episode where they clean the highway. Yeah, uh, yeah. To me, that episode was more about preserving local landmarks. Yeah, that it. Yeah, it definitely didn't feel specific about the environment. And also, according to the wiki's Wayback Machine, which maybe things have changed because we are not up to date, but it says the, it's the, this is the only episode about respect for the environment. That I kind of believe it's got a bit, yeah. again, it's got a very nineties, very special episode feel where it ends with wit saying, we should get some blue. He, I know he doesn't say this specifically. 
we should get some blue bins around wit's end that kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. still appreciate the message but right. that's always something where it's like i remember that in the, like early 2000s being like it's what you can do for environment well it's like yeah it is about what i can do but you should also like emphasize that like these other companies and i don't think it's just the ending's weird where they're like well we knew about it but we kind of hit it but like it was just this one-off accident and like but like you're so quick to attack it's like a weird vibe at the end yes i i totally agree all right next episode not one of us lucy and connie traveled lucy and connie travel to slowberg where they get a first-hand experience of what it feels like to be treated in a discriminatory way. And this is the episode that opens with Glossman accidentally saying something kind of racially charged on TV and kind of getting away with it, which we now know is kind of accurate. Yeah, like, what's funny is I feel like the, like the whole, like, discriminatory thing back then, it's like, oh, well, that's a little, like, it's like, it's making a point to, like, set off the episode but it's like, oh, yeah, if he said something like that, that'd be bad. I feel like if they did that today, people would be like, that's so politically charged. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Now, I feel like... what? What's your feel on this episode? Okay. Because it's similar where I applaud them of wanting to do this topic, but I am also like a little question on some of the execution yeah so this feels again like another very special episode where okay yes i like the idea of talking about discrimination and i do not want to stereotype focus on the family families i get the feeling a majority of them are white so i i don't think that is a crazy assumption why did we lose 50 viewers (laughs) no so and again, we know there is a diverse rainbow of people who listen to Focus on the Family content. I'm just saying, I think especially at the time this episode came out. Anyway, so I kind of applaud them through the thought of let's do an episode about discrimination that kind of shows these characters being discriminated against. And I get you don't want to like give people actual cannon fodder. You know, there was that one episode about name-calling. They stopped airing because they were giving kids real names to call each other. Yeah. The Maladroid episode? No, it's a different one. I, oh, I don't okay, think okay. we've ever heard it because it was banned before it ever came to an album. Uh, gotcha. And it's not on the club. So... It does come off a little bit like... Oh, the only way to convey this message is to show, like, it's like weird because it's like trying to like equivalent, like, have equivalence, like a, it's trying to make it equivalent. Yes. And it's like it is like it's obviously that it is discriminating. Like those people are discriminating against the people from Odyssey, although it's like a weird situation because it's like you don't really get any idea of what they are discriminating against except they come from another town well no it's that they come from uh, the city which Which, okay this again brings us to the age-old question how big of a town is odyssey (laughs) yeah this town considers it a city right exactly um and it is 
prejudice because it's like, oh, it is basing it off of where you're from, which in fairness, if you're not, if it, if the beginning is not emphasizing race, I know it says in the plot summary on the wiki that it's a racial slur. If it's, if it was maybe trying to go more for like an alienage sort of thing where it's like, oh, they're from a different country. And so like they have like from a different location. And so I don't know if that was their viewpoint, but it seems it seems like an odd it's just like a questioning equivalency like i don't think they would do this today i mean but it's like hard because like i'm i'm glad they're doing an episode about prejudice and kind of like how bad it is to prejudice against other people because i feel like the only other times they really have done this are like imagination station adventures about the civil war or slavery right like yeah, like so- like with the Washingtons, I remember the episode where they talk about how Revolutionary War history was really white. Yeah. And like there are some other episodes about like how bad slavery was, but they very have very little like present day stuff. So I don't want to like be like never do another episode about prejudice, but it does feel weird that it's like you do not want to show anyone, in, any character in Odyssey showing prejudice. Right. Except Glossman, who I don't even think was in Odyssey at that time. He was the congressman, but then he left. So he's the idea was this was supposed to get him out of Odyssey because of the scandal, but then they brought him back later. Yeah. According to the fun facts on the wiki. Yeah. So again, like the Apple episode, this feels like a very 90s we've solved racism kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't, I, I hate to phrase it that way. I will have arguments with anybody in the comments about this i'm not gonna say you're wrong i just really want to hear a different take on this because to me it just feels it both hasn't aged well but i can't imagine it having played well back when it aired either yeah i'm looking at other episodes it's hard because it's like the wiki right so it's not all about like bigotry and it's east winds raining which yeah that that is a good episode i'd say about bigotry um and then also the benefit of the doubt which is about the guy from novacom trying to find a job oh yeah which like i I was like oh yeah that was an episode that happened i you know it's hard because it's like i do think it makes a good point and so I think it could help. I It's hard because, right, on an objective standpoint, if you're looking at it, especially from modern day, you're kind of like, this is weird. But I guess it could help a, a... I guess it's weird because in some points I'm like, I guess that's a good relation. Like, even, like, the irrationality of it right. is, like, a good point that it's, like, really this bigotry is just irrational. Yes. But it's also kind of like... It's just kind of, it's a weird position to do it in. Like, it's like, we're going to send Connie and Lucy to go to this little town and they're going to be bigoted against and basically forced into servitude. And then Bart has to come and save them, which I just want to point out. I don't know how that paints Bart. Yeah. Like, I what agree. is that supposed to tell us, the listener, the show thinks of Bart? That this 
let's say it, backwoods redneck small town. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's how the episode clearly wants you to think of them as. Yeah. Really likes Bart. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think it's supposed to be more of a joke after such a long episode. Like, oh, uh, this is so... I, I think here's the thing. I don't hate the idea of, like... I think here's the thing. I think going to another town and having them be bigoted and having these two characters basically experience like something akin to slavery is a bit much. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily bad to show like bigotry of another kind to go to race. Because I mean, the problem with racial bigotry, right? Is like in an Odyssey episode is that's going to be hard to like relate that as well to kids. Maybe. I don't know. I think you could do it. I mean, I think, but I think it's hard, harder, but I think it's just this episode goes a little too far in trying to have it be like a total equivalency when just given history, you can't make it a total equivalency. Yeah, I kind of agree. So, uh, yeah, we can discuss that more in the comments. Uh, let's move on to a, maybe the next episode won't be so very special. Um, all right. Bernard and Joseph parts one and two. Bernard tells Artie Powell, a boy with many siblings, the exciting story of Joseph and his 11 brothers. I mean, I like the frame story's good yes. about the kid and Bernard. I mean, here's the problem. I really like the Bernard episodes, but it's also partly because, I mean, you can have an occasional joke in there that's kind of unexpected, so it's funny, but also yeah. it's just a very good, plain retelling of the biblical story. I agree, I th and I've often wondered, why do they pick certain imagination episodes for the Imagination Station and certain for Bernard? I kind of wonder if they chose... The Bernard stories tend to be ones that span a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird to, it's like, and I mean, they'll sometimes do that with the Imagination Station, where it's like, where did you go? But like, Joseph would literally be like, whoa, you look the same, child, after me being in captivity for like 12 years. Right, so I wondered if it was that. I think some of the don't want to, I think the Imagination Station is probably a harder type of episode to do, because you have to work the kid into it. Yeah. So, but no, I think this is good. I think it's a solid Joseph episode. I agree. And I also like it because it's a two-parter that doesn't drag. Yeah, I mean, I want to say, like, I, just, I really, it's a very good episode, but it's like, you know the story of Joseph. There's not a lot to say. <laughs> exactly. But, no, it's good. I like that this is kind of is the moment they solidify Bernard as a presence in the show. Yeah. It's like, the description of the Odyssey finds its new premier storyteller, Bernard Walton, and... You know, they keep him around and for more adventures, and he's coming back. For in what capacity? Who knows? I really hope when he comes back in the new album, it's not just, oh, look, Bernard's here. They yeah. Say anything. Yeah. That would be kind of weird. All right. Thanksgiving at home. When George and Mary are sick in bed on Thanksgiving, both Jimmy and Donna decide to take the initiative and make the dinner on their own. I remember this episode have a really weird beginning. Yeah, because Chris comes on and says, Hi, this is Chris. Here's a sneak peek at today's adventure in Oz. And they just kind of do like a 30-second version of the episode. I don't know if that's something they were trying and they're like, Nah, not feeling it, but we have it. Or the episode was too short. Yeah, I don't know. I just always remember being like, it's like almost no other Odyssey episode has that. 
Well, because no, they would eventually go to, you know, they would do the opening and during the theme play four or five clips from the episode out of context and kind of weave jokes out of them. Yeah. But, right, this just kind of felt like, I don't know, you're listening to the radio, stick around, hear all this wackiness on Adventures and Odyssey. Honestly, it felt like a commercial that you'd see at the end of another show, like, hey, everyone, stick around after, you know, Bob's Radio Theater for this episode of Adventures and Odyssey. Yeah, I wonder... So, I'm checking. Maybe it aired on Thanksgiving Day. And, like, maybe if it was on Thanksgiving Day, they thought they had to do that to, like, grab people. But, no, it was a Saturday, so. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I'm looking. Uh, broadcast version of this episode features more previews than the release version does. So, I bet the episode ran short. Yeah, probably. Because that's the thing. It does feel a little short. It does feel kind of short. Like they could have had one more scene of them doing something. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a funny episode. I agree. There's a lot of good jokes. There's just two things about it I want to quickly unpack. One, why is the turkey still frozen Thanksgiving morning? If the mom was feeling good the night before, the turkey would have been put out already. Well, don't... So- I, I thought it was something... I can't remember... Can't you put a turkey out the morning of if you plan to eat later in the day? Generally, it depends on how big the turkey is, I guess, but generally, no. For and four like, people. True. Right. I also I also can't remember if they said it hit us both late last night. Right, but even then, and again, I know, look, everyone should know this. I cook a lot. I did it on TV for three years. I know how the ins and outs of this. I would have put the turkey out the afternoon before is the point. Yeah. And then the whole thing, Donna's spending the whole episode like, who do I write my thing about? And you just kind of sit there like, most of the kids are going to write it about their parents. <laughs> I know, it is really funny, right? But they're like, who? Who? And it's like, my parents. And it's like, okay. Also, um, this is not like an episode. I-, I did not read this as an episode where Jimmy and Donna come to appreciate their parents more. I mean, they probably appreciate the work that goes into Thanksgiving that their parents put in. But... Right, it's like, I'm, it's like, it's real, it's like weird, because it's like, right, you don't really get what the episode's about, and it is thankfulness, and I guess it's like implied that they learn, like, whoa, like, we are really thankful for our parents for doing all this. Right. Do you think this episode was written after one of the writers was like, I had to help with Thanksgiving dinner, and my kids were ungrateful? Maybe. (laughs) I doubt it, but maybe. It does kind of feel like something you'd write like the first year after you have to do Thanksgiving and just think of all these great jokes. Well, great jokes is a strong word. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of good stuff in here. I do find it funny. And I know the potatoes also weren't cut. That Jimmy was trying to make like mashed potatoes out of unpeeled potatoes, which is kind of a thing now. Yeah, I was like, that's not that bad. Well, it sounds like he didn't chop them up first. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's... So, but, I mean, eh. I also kind of like that it plays both of them pretty, not straight, but, like, Jimmy isn't acting like a complete dingus, and Donna is not, like, well, she's acting like she knows everything, but she's also, you can also get this vibe, she's clearly trying to learn. I do also want to point out that play they put on for the parents at the end's a little... Yeah. I mean, it's It's a bit much. I mean, I will say, at the time we're recording this, we're probably still only, like, five or ten years out from all of us really realizing how bad a lot of that Native American 
well, Thanksgiving stuff was. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a, it's a fine story in some sense, but in other senses, it's like yeah. if you go if you go into the future past the first Thanksgiving, yes, it's it a little bad. It gets pretty bad. It gets yeah. very bad. Oh yeah. But uh, no. Do you think the pizza that they eat is from Wit's End? Probably not, because I'm sure Wit's closed Wit's End that day. Wit, our pair. Wit, we're sick. Can you fire up the copy machine and send some pizzas over? I'll talk to Connie. <laughs> no, this is this is something I always forget to check, but I feel like the punchline to every Thanksgiving dinner going wrong episode is they order pizza. This year, I'm going to look. I want to know if pizza places are actually open. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure there are. I mean, you're probably right, but... There must be some. I mean, for all those Black Friday shoppers. That's true. Yeah, I also am struggling to remember... I think parts grocery of, I mean, stores are open on Thanksgiving Day now. They close by six, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, my whole thing about this episode is, I think it's fine. I, I mean, it is definitely short, and this is just more of a na- the nature of the narrative. You've only got, like, three or four stories you can really do for a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a better version of this where their grandparents are over or something, so they have to make the dinner. Yeah. I also get that's a lot of responsibility on them, but... Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anyway, uh, moving on to the next episode. And that's the, the last final one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cousin Albert. Lucy Cunningham Schultz's cousin Albert doesn't know how to read and he's been hiding it all his life. Lucy tries to convince her cousin to get the help he needs. We going along, I know, I was about to say, going along with a very special episode yeah. things. So here's the thing. This is another one where I'm like, I'm actually really kind of like glad they're doing an episode about this. Oh, yeah. And I think on the surface in this episode, I think what they do is okay. Yes. I think it's a little mean that like they go and talk to all these people and basically spill his secret that he can't read like without his permission. So then to teach him the lesson that like, no, you do need to know how to read. I think that's a little much, Um, but it's weird because most people who can't read are embarrassed by it. And so in this episode, the guy just doesn't care. The guy's just like, oh, yeah, I can't read. And so it's like weird because you set up a premise where you have to like shame him then into learning that like it's bad to read. But then also like because then you are able to do the thing where like 
that gets turned on its head because if he really was shamed about not being able to read, they definitely wouldn't share that information Yeah, with is, other okay. people. So you are right. And I, I actually like this episode takes the angle of it can happen to anybody. It's not just people you consider to not be smart who can't read. Yeah. So no, that's actually a really good angle to take. I do agree. Uh, the episode that your description brought up was the episode where you know, the kid dies and there's a heart transplant. They let the mom of the dead kid listen to the heartbeat. And like, this is such a great moving moment. But I could also see someone just saying, no, I don't want to go through with that. This is, to me, very not very similar. But it is kind of giving people this idea of, oh, if we do these drastic things, he'll realize how important reading is. I think here's the thing. He probably knows how important reading is. He just doesn't do it. Right. I think... It, like I think I think like just telling like the assistant coach because Whit probably knows that coach like 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 the or the janitor what is it like the janitor the janitor who's really good at basketball I think it'd be one thing telling him yes because it's like I know so it's like you know this guy so let's try to like make it work it just is a little much where it's like yeah I'm gonna tell your boss that you can't read Right. So I do agree with that. And I don't mean this in a bad way. Lucy should not have told everybody. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's. Well, and let me rephrase that. She shouldn't have told Wit. It baffles me that she told Wit. Like I get when sometimes you have to talk to an adult, but shouldn't they be like encouraging you to talk to your parents about this? Right, and I think that's why they set him up as not being ashamed about it, because then it's easier to get away with, like, telling people, because it's like, well, what can I do to help? Because he doesn't think he needs help, you know? Right. Yes. Um, so it's, like, a weird... It's, like, two weird, like, concessions to put in there, but I think given, like, the setup and, like, kind of the... Because it's, like, right, it's not something really a child could deal with, this is very true. Um, it was okay, I think, except for the like the grocery store and some of that pre janitor uh, stuff. I'll say this, and I don't have the data on it right at hand. It does, and it's like it can happen to everyone, including like a big sports star. But I think it's hard because I I would assume, and I could be wrong, that a lot of people who don't know how to read, it's more due to failures of the educational system than like moving around a bunch now i think there are people where it's moving around a bunch but i i I don't know that i can't fault that because i don't have that data in front of me or that information so i'm not gonna say like oh why didn't you do this because there could be a lot of people who moved around a bunch as a kid who don't know how to read so i don't want to like say oh it's it's bad like they did it wrong but it's like that's just an interesting point because i would think it has more to do with like problems with like school systems or education in general but i could be wrong yeah no i i i agree and again they don't paint him as dumb which i appreciate but yeah they could have gone a little more into maybe it's just like how some people look at math and can't figure it out he looks at reading and can't figure it out which might be dyslexia but yeah do 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 they ever tell his parents i don't know i i, I have to assume his does his parents not know Right, I feel like it'd be more of a, th- like, 
But then it like, how do your parents not know? And you can't, and you don't address the fact that like, oh, did they not help? Like, like there's a lot of, like the whole situation is like very interesting. Not interesting. It's like very complicated. And so it's like, I think they did for a 22 minute episode. I think it's good. I think it does it well. But I think it's also like there's a lot of weird little things in my head that come to mind listening to this now. But I think they did what they could. Oh, yeah. Um, now, an interesting quick goof here. Um, an explanation, Lucy's explanation to win this episode of why she knows so little, little about Albert's history could and should have been explained much more simply. Albert has only been Lucy's cousin for a year or two at that point. Because I guess, I mean, okay. I don't think that was prepped yet yes i agree but yeah that would have been a real good explanation yeah okay so we're we're at six episodes i just need to give some context so the next episode has a clip show so we were going to cover seven in there however because this is a very special episode episode i'm moving the next episode into this one just so we can cover them all at once and all our our, all our hot takes are in one episode so surprise john our next episode is you want to take a guess Pamela has a problem. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Pamela has a problem. Pamela has a problem. She's not sure what she should do when she becomes pregnant. So she goes to Connie for advice. Now, so I know this obviously hot topic. Yes. Um, I, I feel like I'll say this. I, you know, depending on whatever necessary, like, political line you're gonna draw with this i actually think the episode is a lot calmer than a lot of the current uh like discourse around the topic where they're not like shaming pamela they're not like being horrible to her or like saying like you're a horrible person if this happens it's just kind of saying she's going for advice and these people are earnestly giving their opinions on the matter. Yes. And so to be honest, I think it's a fine episode. I get why it obviously upset people and it's probably like, it's hard, right? Because I mean, you want to Odyssey wants to expose people to this early but it's also like, you know, you have like five or six year olds watching this. Well, just remember the uh, opening of the episode suggests younger kids don't listen. Yeah, but still. I, I it's hard because, right, I could see parents being like, oh, this is great that they're like getting this out here early. If, if you want your kids to be exposed to this. And then there's also parents where it's like, why? No, I don't want my child having any information of like, like, I don't want to expose them all about this until they're like way older. And I can respect that. However, given the fact they never say the word abortion in the episode, I could uh, not, you know, I might not have picked up on what was going on when I was five. Which is so weird because it feels like why not just like I get like sometimes you want to be but like that's what you're doing and it's like especially in like the 1990 most of these kids probably couldn't access the internet like that and like google it right and actually yes also I'm looking at the wiki right now so I just want to read this part to you they this is about Pamela at the clinic Lynn's flippant attitude about her pregnancy hits (laughs) Pamela like a bucket of cold water 
Pam realizes that inside her room is a baby, a human life. Snuffing out that life would be murder. She simply can't go through with the abortion. Okay, we're not pro-choice on this episode. Well, we're not pro-abortion on this episode. However, that sentence, that reading on the wiki is a firmer stance than this episode ever takes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Wit gives a thing where he's saying it's a baby. Yes. And it's like, right. It's right. It's like that is firmer than like what is actually like it's it's doing. I think like I think the character of Lynn is kind of intriguing of a character to have that like what hits her is that there's just this like flippant person and like they're like, oh, they don't think like it's like a weird um it's, it's a, a weird read. It's a weird choice given like the rest of the episode. I guess it's like it's the idea of it is you're getting someone who's actually sharing their opinion on the issue on the yes. other side. So you have both sides and she heard both sides and she's like I'm going to go with this side. Right. You know which is fine. I think that's fine how they did it. I mean, you're Odyssey very much is the pro life side. Yes. And so the thing is, I, I think, I mean, I don't think they would make this episode today necessarily. If they did, I, I'd be curious, how, like, cause I respect the tone of the episode I, quite I a bit too. because I think most Christian, I, not all of it, but like some of it is very, very like harsh and I feel like this, I give this being a very much more, um, like, subtle. Not even subtle. It's not subtle. The episode's definitely not subtle and the point it's trying to get across. But it's like, I don't want to say understanding because it's not saying, oh, we're understanding of people. Like, the episode's definitely not understanding of people who go through abortion. But it's like they understand, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's not... It's not over the top, I guess I want to say. No, I agree with that. It's very, I mean, one, it's Odyssey, so they can't go too crazy, but you're right. It's very calm. No one's yelling. Uh, yeah. Right. It it feels like, hey, we're just trying to get our point across here. Although I am looking at these discussion questions. Uh, one of them is, how could you, how could you best help a friend who is pregnant? Okay. So a few questions there. So, yes, this episode is technically recommended for teenagers, but, uh, what? Yeah, that's a, that's a heavy discussion question. Yeah, but no, so I, I think this is a solid episode. I also get why they didn't air it for a long time, because, you know, it's a dicey topic. It's kind of like, and I hate to use this example, the ties that bind where they never actually use the word gay or homosexual where I get the feeling they didn't want to use those words. So kids didn't think like maybe their they find out their aunt had an abortion and Oh no, my aunt's evil because she did that. Yeah. But that's the weird thing. This episode's not necessarily like, like it, not hammering home. Like, Oh, the e like it, like that's, I guess that's the thing. It's not hammering home. Like the evilness of it. True. Like, it's saying that, like, this is the right thing to do, but it's not, like, even, like, like the thing with Lynn, it's, like, it's, Lynn is, like, a, they're showing someone who's, like, flippant and doesn't care as much about it, but they're not, like, depicting her as this, like, evil, horrible person. 
Yes. It's a person without, like, that viewpoint and how that makes them look at these things. Yes, which is saying something the same year of Castles and Cauldrons. Yeah, and so... I don't know if someone would listen to this episode. At the most, I think a kid would be like, oh, but isn't that wrong? Like, they wouldn't be like, oh, how horrible. That's probably true. Like, based on this episode. Yeah. I would say. The, the, I feel, to be honest, the whole LGBT thing from the other album, I think is simply because I think Odyssey thought we don't want kids Googling this. If I had to be completely honest, I think they were like, we don't want kids saying like, oh, what is that? And Googling it. And the parents are upset. I think that's why that's not in this episode. So in this one, I think it's like a weird app. Like, because I don't think they would have thought, oh, the internet. Like, I, maybe they thought they, oh, they go to the library or they like they ask someone about it. Right. Or, or they know. wanted to try to spur at home discussion. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> that wraps up these six episodes, seven episodes. Bit of a heavy one. Next one is a three-parter, a clip show, and two very light episodes, so don't worry. But, uh... I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.